Hello guys. So we are in the next episode of People of Nature podcast, and today with us we have Dr. Mehreen Khalil, all the way from Kashmir. Dr. Mehreen uh, completed her doctorate in ecological sciences from IIC Bangalore, and she started working in Kashmir to sensitize people towards biodiversity and its conservation. She formalized this into a registered NGO. Wildlife Research and Conservation Foundation (WRCF) in 2018, and since then she has engaged local communities, students, and policymakers to normalize using scientific knowledge to conserve nature and wildlife in Kashmir. As the founder and head, she manages diverse conservation projects, actively promoting women in STEM through WRCF, and has developed a significant partnership with collaborators. from across india to work on kashmir's biodiversity conservation apart from managing the organization she also works as an independent researcher and a consultant for various conservation projects in kashmir so welcome mehreen on this podcast we are very happy to have you so thank you thank you uh, pankaj and people for nature uh, it is really a pleasure to you know speak about my work about my passion to people um who really appreciate this kind of work and uh, i really hope you all get inspired and um you know work towards the same cause equally thank you mehreen so um our first question uh, to you is can you please quickly summarize your doctoral work for our audience yeah so for my uh, phd research i worked on little known himalayan primate known as the himalayan grey langur um from this part of kashmir uh, we had very little information about uh, this langur so my phd work was mostly related to understanding its ecology its mm-hmm. feeding behavior how it is surviving in uh, these conditions you know in this landscape and uh, mostly this information would add knowledge to whatever we know about high altitude primates and specifically about uh, colubrids so um, through my work a part of my work even though was related to animal behavior a part of my work was also related to the conservation of the species mm-hmm. so it involved uh, speaking or talking to local people letting them know what is there in their forests and how they can be a part of uh, conserving this uh, endangered species in kashmir so this is a very short super gist uh, summary of my doctoral work <clears throat> that sounds really fantastic uh, working in high altitude mountains and that to kashmir himalayas is really challenging that to working in a primate is uh, i guess is it must have been really a challenging task so you did a bsms degree at aisar mohali uh, while uh, you know uh, while you were working on your msc research project i think you worked on ecology of fruit flies so did your passion for wildlife conservation uh, start after that or was something you always wanted to do as a career what was the plan so i hardly uh, you know knew about wildlife conservation i was more interested in animal behavior 
so we had our uh, teacher dr ng prasad he uh, taught us ecology and evolution at bsnms level at aisar mohali uh, the, the way he used to teach us about evolution that had a bit of you know be- animal behavior that really intrigued the interest in me so it was more about animals and how we can understand animals in light of evolution so that was the starting point that led me to um understanding behavior of fruit flies so my master's dissertation has something to do with uh you know behavior of uh, fruit flies or drosophila melanogaster in a laboratory setup um there i didn't know about conservation so in one of the internships i told my uh, mentor that i need to work on um you know a larger animal so that i can understand animal behavior better so he told me there are various places why don't you go and join he told me about places in iisc in wildlife institute of india who primarily work on um, you know subjects animal subjects and who work towards conservation so in one of the internships i got a chance to work with uh, at the wildlife institute of india uh the supervisor i was working with had nothing to do with primates had nothing to do with uh, you know uh, conservation so i was the one who told him that look uh, i find this species very interesting and uh, this is an endangered species and uh, there are various threats which are associated to uh, uh, the species specifically langurs so i went up to him and told him that i want to work on this he said i know nothing about primates so i said uh, it's okay i'll figure it out on my own and uh, maybe that was the starting point when i started working on animal behavior which later on as i went along you know started uh, working more uh, towards this um, um you know topic i figured that there is a lot we need to do to save these species Uh, understanding behavior is one aspect conservation is an entirely different a- different aspect altogether so as i moved on i started uh, working more digging deeper into the ecology of uh, the species um, the himalayan langur species um there my phd supervisor uh, you know started this con- conversation about conservation he told me that what can we as scientists do about conservation of such endangered species and a part of it was involving local people talking right. to them invo- involving them in the discussions telling them what is going wrong where is going uh, wrong so i really liked that um, idea before yeah. that in my bsc msc i was just confined to my own space in my own research laboratory in my own you know in the research papers but conservation had more to do uh, to it it had more involvement of people more involvement of stakeholders involvement of local people who are directly associated in a way so i liked that uh, entire concept and maybe that's why i was driven more towards it wow that that sounds like a fantastic journey and um, coming from you uh, choosing a species uh, you know which is located in an area which is really remote uh, sampling is difficult that to it's an endangered animal 
I think it's a, it's a really challenging task. Uh, now I'm you know, thinking about it. So I see that your efforts have been directed towards setting up an NGO, WRCF, and um, that too in Kashmir. So what difficulties did you face uh, when setting up your own wildlife conservation NGO? Yeah, so while I was pursuing my PhD, as I said, that a part of it was also, you know, engaging with people, engaging with local communities, I realized that um, the younger generation from Kashmir hardly knows about what's there in the forests or hardly knows about uh, not just animals, but I mean plants. They're hardly aware of it. They are aware of uh, grizzly bears of antelopes, which are hardly found here, but they don't know Hangul, they don't know Markor, or they don't know uh, the local ungulates which are found here, or they don't know the flora, the mm. uh, native plants and the native species. And that really, you know, striked a thought in me that maybe, uh, you know, the responsibility of telling them these things lies on me. So I uh, remember speaking to a friend of mine. Um, so I know him for past um, 10, 15 years now. Um, he told me, why don't we start doing something which, you know, benefits both of us, benefits researchers, benefits, you know, people who think about conservation and the local people equally in terms of knowledge sharing. So we initially started off with uh, lectures, workshops doing with local people you know uh, going to rural places talking to them about local flora and fauna later on in 2018 we thought of formalizing this idea into a kashmir-based uh, organization by the name wildlife research and conservation foundation and the main aim was to sensitize people about um, the biodiversity of this region along with that spread the idea of wildlife conservation. And I believe we have been quite successful. It's been um, five plus years and we have been um, active since 2020. So at the moment I came back after my PhD, we started working on ground here. And since then it's been working pretty fine. Wow. That sounds really interesting. Completing five years, uh... You know, for an NGO, it's really a milestone that you have achieved. So congratulations for that. But I understand that, you know, NGOs quite a time struggle with funds. So um, even, you know, with your NGO, how is your experience trying to raise funds for wildlife projects? Yes. So initially, we did face a lot of, um, you know, challenges. Uh, particularly when we started going to potential people who could really help us raising, you know, funds, uh, they would hardly understand that what we are doing. Uh, we really had to tell them that this is something we really uh, want to do or we are passionate about or we need this for the people. Uh, we really had a tough time making them understand what wildlife conservation actually means. And uh, But thankfully... People outside Kashmir could understand this. They understood the need of the R. Why is it important to have a grassroots level organization to work on this cause? And um, we have had uh, people uh, even working for us from uh, outside Kashmir, helping us financially as well. Um, 
right now we are also working in collaboration with other organizations and uh, we are in a way the anchor for them from kashmir region the only anchor for them from jammu and kashmir both and uh, it's been uh, it's been a uh, initially a tough journey but i think we are going in the right direction wow that's that's fantastic so i'll change the track a little bit i'll come to your career track now uh, so i see that you have completed a bsms degree from isr mohali and then a doctorate from iisc bangalore and then you have moved on to set up a ngo in kashmir so uh, this sounds like a more academic track uh, you know a, a default academic track so what has been um, the favorite moment of your career so far um so initially i also thought that after my phd i'll do postdoc and then maybe find a faculty position somewhere continue doing my research but i think post phd i really realized that whatever i am doing in wildlife conservation is giving me positive results i could see people responding to whatever we were posting on our social media mm-hmm. i remember uh, in 2020 we did a we did kashmir's first wildlife photography competition we had oh. sponsors from uh, um, you know all across uh, india and it was a very huge event we uh, ran that event for an for a month and we collected all the uh, photographs from the local people of uh, whatever bio- biodiversity they had seen interesting so it included birds animals um, insects and wow. uh, we had around Uh, 150 participants local participants and more than 1000 entries uh, for the entire month so every day we would post 10 best photos the photos were not based on the you know technicalities of it we were just more focused on getting a diversity of the species you know in terms of biodiversity so the selection of photos was based on that this helped us build an initial repository of the local biodiversity and now wrcf has published that um, as the uh, kashmir's first coffee table book on biodiversity it's named wild frames oh wow and <laughs> and after that we have you know people have been tagging us asking us us questions yeah. whatever they see so, you know they see an insect they tag us can you help us identify do you know what this is you know they have been actively participating in this and we have had people uh, trekkers going to um, uh, unexplored places uh, getting photographs of uh, flora fauna whatever they get and yeah. tagging us and uh, that's i would say that's the most rewarding thing when people uh, you know what you have pl- yeah. the idea that you had planted is coming back to you so that yeah. that is one another is when um, so we also do in this organization we also do outdoor sessions outdoor activities with local people so whoever is interested in let's say a bird walk or a tree walk or just a biodiversity or a nature walk so those yeah. people come along with us our experts our resource persons they give them um, you know 
the immense knowledge whatever they have uh, gathered across all these years whether it's scientific knowledge or through the experience that they get and when these people get more get along more new people than next time i think that's the most rewarding thing because maybe we were able to communicate well to those people and they understood our thought they understood what what we are doing and they communicated the same thing further so it's like that chain the idea goes from one person to another and from mm. another person to another and then it comes back to you that then you really feel that whatever you have been doing is actually paying off so yeah, yeah that that's i think that's the reason why i haven't been to other uh, uh, you know haven't looked around for academic positions even though there are incidences when my parents tell me that maybe yeah. you should find a permanent you know faculty yeah. position there and here yeah wow that's that's really amazing so on ground positive impact is what uh, you are looking for i can see that and um, the citizen science uh, or the crowd source data that you collected it was multi tax right i mean you had 150 participants collecting data about kashmir's biodiversity that's a fantastic idea you know to start with of course is going to be rewarding i can totally connect you know totally understand this but uh, let's look at the other part of the you know uh, coin as well so uh, these were your favorite moments of your career you must have also faced a lot of challenges uh, across your career so can you just mention maybe a couple of challenges for our audience and also you know tell us how you overcome them so initially when we started talking about wildlife conservation in kashmir uh, the biggest challenge i faced and the team faced was you know kashmir has a history of um, uh, hunting and poaching and games as yeah. uh, you know hunting as a sport so yeah. when suddenly we start talking talking about conservation these people uh, you know they these people um, start questioning that why do we really need to do this when this is available for food when this is a, when yeah. such and such very, animal is available for food yes so yeah. and th- that's one thing another thing because uh, we also have to Uh, look into the fact that kashmir has had a long history of conflict mm-hmm. and uh, here when you talk about animals they feel ki why do why do we really need to talk about animals when there has been a lot of yes um, you know not good things happening with humans okay. so why do we need to save animals when nobody is caring taking care about humans so this was the question that i have faced there are Uh, there are these questions which i still face which our team members still face but then i believe every new thought in a place takes time and uh, i'm sure every other uh, ngo anywhere or any other organization elsewhere in the world must have faced the same challenge um yes so how do we overcome most of the times we ignore and <laughs> other- basically <laughs> <way. laughs> and the other times um, we do talk about things it is frustrating uh, yeah. we have our whatsapp group we keep on talking about these things look this is talking about this this is talking about that we uh, we have yeah. we have been working towards this thing for past 5 years now 
working mm. continuously for the past 3 years there are still people talking about this this gets frustrating at some time but i think yeah. at some point what you all have to do is to have that faith that yes whatever you are saying will have a positive result so yeah that's how uh, we are doing it <laughs> yeah just just connecting there's another connecting question uh, with what you just said so uh, you know there are ecologists there are conservationists there are social activists so uh, ecology researchers you know whatever little we do uh, especially ecologists and conservationists uh, contribute to science you know it helps on ground conservation in the long run you know sometimes it does sometimes it doesn't but uh, with regard to kashmir or the place where you're working what are your thoughts about it do you think your contributions would really matter in the long run conservation yes definitely so um, as part of uh, citizen science engagement as i said wild frames was a, like a mini citizen science uh, engagement we are also working on collecting data on trees collecting data on odonate the little known from this yeah. place collecting citizen science data on um, um, water bodies wetlands whatever we can think of and i'm sure this is just the first ripple in the um, pond and i'm yeah. sure the more we keep on engaging people and i'm sure these all this time all this research is going to take some time so in general researchers have to have patience people have to have patience to see those results and what nice thing this continuous monitoring has been doing is putting jnk on the biodiversity map globally yeah. um, for the past 30 years we have had no information from this place now Uh, yes. thankfully with people's engagement with our uh, collaborative efforts with other organizations we have put some data from this place in the global map i can i can actually see that uh, some dragonfly data coming from kashmir uh, makes me really happy <laughs> <laughs> yeah we have um, yeah we have been initially we struggled a bit but then i think uh, with our resource persons Uh, he did a very good job in you know engaging people in that he was the only person that we know who can talk about odonates from this place and yeah. he is doing a very good job for the past 3 years or so we have been continuously monitoring uh, three wetlands from this place and monitoring uh, odonate diversity from this place yeah i think uh, small projects like this you know if we do this consistently over a long term would really you know give you those fruits that you are looking for <clears throat> so what are your plans for um, wrcf for the future you know what are the activities are you planning so our main idea is one to raise awareness of local people and second uh, what i personally uh, you know am inclined to is create an aggregator uh, in kashmir where all these Uh, experts all these resources per, per, as in all the um, yeah. you know science knowing experts mm -hmm. can contribute and build towards a knowledge which is based on science which could mm -hmm. lead towards conservation and i'm still struggling to find such like minded people here 
we are only uh, so in our core team we are four members of diverse backgrounds mm-hmm. we are still struggling to find those uh, people who could contribute for this cause but yeah. we have our hopes high we really want those people to come together mm-hmm. to help us build that knowledge from this place so that you know somewhere down the line we can we can also say a conservation a successful conservation story from this part of the world kashmir is known for many reasons i want yes. it to be known for its conservation efforts wow that's that's really um, i think that's that's the vision of your ngo and your work and that talks uh, a lot about you and your efforts so i'm coming down to our last question and before that i would uh, like to thank you once again for being on this platform people of nature podcast uh, we are really lucky to have you uh, you could you know spare some time to have a conversation with us so thank you marin for you know being with us so uh, here it goes my last question to you and i think this is uh, this would be the most important question as a women scientist and that to located in an area of the country often referred you know to in terms of conflict and war you already uh, said that we all know that right it's uh, often referred in terms of conflict and war so what message do you have for young researchers uh, from the region who want to join wildlife conservation it's actually a very good question first uh, uh, this um, so i get to a lot of people ask this question that you being a women scientist in the field of uh, wildlife biology and wildlife conservation how do you uh, how do you you know how does this work around for you yeah, yeah. i i would really say uh, i'm grateful to my parents initially they were very reluctant uh, when yeah. they started when they you know saw that what kind of challenges i could face mm-hmm. but they never said those things out loud they never stopped me from doing what i was doing that's the one positive thing that happened yeah uh, luckily i have had people around me who were uh, always positive about what i was doing and they also saw that um, you know i was uh, passionate i was doing work with dedication so they never stopped they never questioned so i don't know what's going on behind my back maybe in front of me they always said <laughs> they always said good things so i never felt you know those uh, i never got those negative criticism from pe- from people yeah and very very thankfully the men around me were always very supportive even in the lab my supervisor my lab mates people around here my field assistant the people i work with them work with my students now everybody has been very supportive and uh, yeah. that also you know builds up on you that you can yep. do things so yes. um, as somebody in this field i have always been lucky thankfully and uh, yeah. everybody in the family not just my parents my uh, you know close uh, family yeah. everybody in the family appreciated what i was doing so that really added on to what i was doing second thing i have always um, struggled to find female researchers in this mm-hmm. field from the very beginning from taking interns to somebody working uh, you know in the decision making towards okay. this i have matlab literally struggled to get those people 
but luckily there have been few incidences when people have come up females researchers have come up they okay. they have seen what struggles or what challenges i have faced they take inspiration yeah. from that um yes. so yeah getting a female candidate for the work that we do has been slightly difficult but not impossible um uh, i remember one of the interns um, i have had last time i would literally go to her place pick her up from there take her to field along with me drop her back even oh. though her parents were <laughs> even though her parents were willing but they had this thing in mind yeah yeah you know right for yeah. younger generation who really wants to join this wildlife conservation mm-hmm. i would say wildlife conservation is a thought is an idea for me is a philosophical idea where you have to really start working towards it by making small changes in you not just wildlife conservation nature conservation in general for example not wasting a lot of water yeah while uh, you know while taking a bath while washing your clothes um making those small small changes in you can help you understand the idea better and then using your skills technical skills education knowledge you can use this for conservation yeah so if you really want to do this i would say uh, to the people of kashmir one to build your cv in such a way that you can really work towards it wildlife conservation is a multidisciplinary uh, yeah. subject you need to have knowledge of you know physics chemistry maths biology everything and yes. you need to build your cv for that if you are really passionate about doing this and try to explore explore as many um, spaces as you can whether it's an academia whether it these are ngos whether th- there are institutions try to explore talk to those people try to see if your philosophy matches along with the uh, conserva- the uh, organization's philosophy and then go about doing that wow so i think that that's just bullseye you have hit the bullseye i mean that was perfect <laughs> uh, just an idea philosophy that you have to practice and you have to build your cv towards it i think you have really got the crux of it mehran so thanks a lot once again for being on this platform and i hope all our audience will enjoy uh, the stories conservation stories coming from all the way from kashmir thank you mehran Thank you so much.